G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I always like a conversation with Graham McDonald who founded what is called Did You Know? Now the Did You Know Network is a group of people who are dedicated to uh, and passionate about educating and informing the next generation of Australians of our Christian heritage. There are so many stories of wonderful Australians who have gone before and they have wonderful stories of faith. And Graham MacDonald, able to articulate those stories so well and to spread the news of those stories because somehow or other our Christian heritage has a tendency to be avoided in some circles. But Graham's back with us today to explore another great story, and this one, the story of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Graham MacDonald, welcome back to 2020. Great, thank you, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Uh, well, Graham, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, it is among the best-known icons of Australia. I mean, if you think of all of the images of Australia, uh, two of those are there in Sydney Harbour. You've got the Sydney Opera House and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. The Harbour Bridge, what a wonderful icon it is, but it's got a deeper story than most people realise. Yes, the the, um, the original concept of a bridge to go across from North Sydney to the southern, the, the main part of Sydney was um, put forward in about 1825 by a, a gentleman, 1815 actually, by a gentleman by the name of Francis Greenway. Um, that was during the time when uh, Governor Lachlan Macquarie was the um, the governor. And um, Greenway actually ended up in Australia. He was a convict, but he had a um, architecture back, architectural background. And uh, but he actually put forward the the, the concept way way back then. Um, but it never ever got anywhere. And um, it, there was submissions called again in 1900, and nothing really happened. But um, when when World War One um, sort of was over, there was a recognition that something needed to be done about um, putting a bridge across the, uh, the Harbour Bridge, across Sydney Harbour. Sometimes the people who have the ideas or the government that is in power that uh, ticks all the boxes and gives the permissions for something to go ahead, sometimes those are the people who are most recognised. Uh, but in the case of the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the story we're telling today, uh, there's an identity, Dr. John Bradfield, who was uh, in the engineering field. He was a he was a real go getter. He was uh, he was the guy who you'd go to 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 get a project up and running and and completed. Uh, tell us about Dr. John Bradfield because he's a key player, isn't he? Yeah, uh, John Bradfield. He he be, he certainly becomes the key player in a, in a quite a number of different. Um, uh, aspects of the development of, of uh, New South Wales. Um, one of the major um, events that he was involved in was the building of the Burrajuk uh, Dam down in the Riverina area, which allowed the um, the irrigation of that area. So that the Riverina area in, in New South Wales became uh, a food-producing source for, for the rest of Australia. 
And then, then he, he was involved with, he put forward the, the concept and um, he was asked to put up the drawing and design for the, the Sydney um, Harbour Bridge, which was accepted. And, um, and, but at the same time, he was also um, involved with the um, Metropolitan Railway Construction um, organization, which is again a government organization, and they they were involved in, um, and he was involved in this as well in developing and planning the um, the city circle that we have here in have in Sydney, where the the trains go from from sort of central through the half a dozen stations in a circle and then come back out again. And he he was uh, he was responsible for doing that as well. So he has his fingerprints on a lot of the infrastructure projects uh, that we might look at, and uh, I guess probably mostly New South Wales here, but uh, his fingerprints are on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. He became the chief engineer on that job. Yeah, he actually became, uh, they actually dubbed him the father of the bridge. Um, it, this was like his his pet um, project, and um, he, he spent obviously a lot of time. But he, it was a part, part of his nature was he, he was a very strong Christian person, and was um, you know he was keen to tell people about his faith and that. But he had the ability to um, to communicate the the importance of this bridge to both both sides of the the politics to business people, to all those involved, so that it became a very bipartisan um, project. And there were so many people involved that he was able to draw together to keep them happy virtually, but to get this incredible um, build, this whole um, structure put up, you know. And uh, it, it, it was quite, a, quite a, a, an event. It took um, eight years to actually build. And, uh, and there was 1,400 um, men basically involved in the um, construction of it, and uh, there's a whole lot of other um, interesting things. There was the, um, I think it was six million hand um, pressed studs to go in the bridge, and but the, 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 not only to design it though, Neil, but also to think about in that era back in the early 1900s, where they were able to work out the 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 effect of the heat on a bridge, the expansion, the effect of cold, cold on a bridge, which would cause it to, um, you know, to um, shrink up and that, and and yet they didn't have the the um, all the wherewithal that we have today, and yet that bridge was basically perfect, came together perfectly. And of course, at his memorial service, and when people are eulogising, they'll often bring out some of the deeper things that you only wish had been talked about in your living years. Uh, but there were some very good things that were said about him at his memorial service. Yeah, the the fact that I think the, the my, my I'm still not quite sure yet whether he had a state funeral or not. Or, but he obviously had a funeral that was of um, quite significance because the um, the clergy that headed it up was the Archbishop Anglican Archbishop of Sydney, and uh, he he was obviously uh, he knew um, Bradfield quite well. They apparently did know each other over many many years, and uh, and he was the one at the uh, at the um, service was to say that he was a man of simple face who. 
simple faith who never miss the opportunity to present gracefully that simple truth to others. And so, you know, he's a man that um, has achieved at a human level so many wonderful things. But again, the, the recognition that the Archbishop put on this man's life was the fact that his faith was a simple faith, trust in Jesus, lived out um, his life in a way that I believe was honouring and glorifying to Jesus, which in turn was why I think he was able to draw together um, opposing thoughts and what have you and organisations to do this incredible thing called the Harbour Bridge. And because it's become such an icon, it's been the central focus of so many significant events in our history, Graham. And some of those things perhaps would not have been so significant had they not had the input of someone like Bradfield. But when you think of uh, the uh, the march across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, uh, that march for reconciliation and and of course uh, in the year 2000 which was really really significant uh, when the word eternity was emblazoned on the Sydney Harbour Bridge at uh, the year 2000 New Year's Eve celebration that has something that, that continues to reverberate because uh, we're still talking about it all these years later. It, it, it's, it's really interesting that it's a. Uh, it, there's not only there's a number of connections with the um, the Harbour Bridge with eternity and with obviously the person who wrote the word eternity, but the um, the, the bridges over the years had many different um, symbols and what have you on it. But that one in 2000, when eternity was put up on the on the bridge, never before had the audience around stood up and clapped. And yet, at this particular, in, in, in 2000, um, almost, it was sort of like a wave. People just got up and started clapping. And, and you know, one can't help but sense that there's, there was that, that's, the word has got some sort of spiritual connotation, and somehow it, it resonated with these people. And um, it, it was really interesting that that's the only time, apparently, that's ever, ever happened. And um, again, you know, there was something like two billion people around the world who actually saw that word eternity. And, um, and, and the word eternity, um, some people may know, but it was written um, originally by a, basically a gentleman who was a, a misfit in our society, um, Arthur Stace. Um, he, was, he was a petty thief and a drunkard and uh, what have you. And... Um, as a as a young man, he he virtually wasted his life, and then um, he went to a church service, and um, in, in um, St Barnabas in Sydney, and he heard about the reality of Jesus, and he he recognised that he had, he had a desperate need, and he then on that particular night made a decision to become a follower of Jesus. His whole life was turned around. And um, he started getting work, he started being able to be trusted and uh, not drinking. And um, then the, um, the couple of years later, he was in a church where the preacher, a gentleman by the name of uh, John Ridley, had preached about the fact that he would love to see the, hear the word eternity thought and pre- preached around Australia. And it just so happened that um, Arthur Stace was in church with a piece of chalk in his pocket. And Arthur, who had no schooling whatsoever, could hardly write at all, went out on the footpath and wrote the word eternity as you see it on the harbour, in that time on the harbour bridge in copper plate writing. And over the next 30-odd years, 
he wrote that word, it's estimated, over 500,000 times in the streets of Sydney over a 33-year period. So it, it's, it's got some really, really interesting um, Christian connections there. So many dimensions to be inspired by and good to be able to talk about the likes of Arthur Stace and the word eternity and the Sydney Harbour Bridge that's become a symbol Uh, known the world over as typifying Australia and Sydney and to be able to reflect today on the man who became known as the father of the bridge, uh, the man who became the chief engineer of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, Dr John Bradfield. And these stories, there's an abundance of them when people go to the didyouknow.info website. Uh, Did you know, it's been going now for a number of years, Graham. Uh, How do do things go? Uh, uh, You've got a lot of people that you're talking to regularly schools, uh, education institutions that are, are utilising the resources that you've got. How is Did You Know going? Uh, Did You Know just goes from um, one strength to another. We've currently got, um, I think, around we're about to about 30 stories on our, our website. We have um, 100 that we're looking at producing in the next two to three years. And then on top of that, we have probably another three or four hundred to do after that so it's it's uh it's busy times got some incredible stories and and in fact coming back even to um eternity um the the gentleman who preached about eternity this john ridley um as a 19 year old uh, he made a decision to become a follower of jesus when he was 18 at 19 he found himself in france in fromelles as a sergeant Um, He happened to put his head up. He got shot in the face. Um, He was taken to England, patched up. He could have come home, but he ended up, he went back um, back into the uh, fray and ultimately became a minister and a pastor. And he was the gentleman that preached the word eternity, and Arthur Stace was the one who picked up the uh, the challenge, and it ended up on um, John Bradfield's bridge. <laughs> Lots of stories to up. tell. Uh, the Did You Know Network, a group of people who are dedicated to and passionate about educating and informing the next generation of Australians of our Christian heritage. Here's that website address once more didyouknow.info. That's D I D U N O. Dot info. Graham McDonald, the founder of Did You Know? Graham, great uh, catching up once again. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate that. Take care. Bye. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.